0: You're tuned in to Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk. Live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube. The Oilers are the hottest team in the NHL. The LA Kings are frauds. Let's get into it with the lead. (laughs) Wasting no time. I like it. There is no time. There's so much to talk about, Tyler. We have short for giant game day. Because the Oilers are playing the Ducks. Betway three big things because the Oilers beat the LA Kings. Frank Saravalli stopped by because it's a Wednesday. Shout out to Wednesdays, Liam.
3: Wednesdays, am I right? Is it, my, oh, is it Cheesecake with the Boys Night? It is Cheesecake Night tonight, and it's also the day I would just make as an excuse for not doing my homework when we went to Nate together.
0: Yeah, we had one instructor <laughs> at Nate who uh, didn't like that Liam didn't hand in assignments very often. And Liam just eventually started going, it's Wednesdays. It's oh. Wednesday,
3: come on. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? The week yeah. barely Man, near, started. It's near near the,
0: weekend. Like the, the, like the, the private dining room area mm-hmm. where they had like the pedway to the other building on like yeah, the yeah. north side of Nate. There used to be a golden tea machine like golden T 99 and me and my buddy for people of like OG nation people remember at T fence, we would miss a lot of class. (laughs) We would use every break and we would play golden T for the princely sum of $2 around. (laughs) <laughs> Not bad. That's right where the radio building was. Yeah. Yes. I was there you that. go. All right. We are live on the Oilers Nation YouTube channel with Oilers Nation every day from the Sports Closet Studio, sportscloset.ca. They have all that Oilers playoff gear ready to go. They got some Nation gear in stock at their three locations, St. Albert Mall, Sherwood, Park Mall, and Kingsway Mall. You can also find them online, sportscloset.ca. QF, bro. Our guy has the first comment of the day. The Century Nugent Hopkins shirt. I think I want more talking about that compared to maybe some of the playoff gear we've been teasing we we haven't teased that we've been saying the next oilers milestone may have more gear at nation gear oh okay that's exciting well i'll stay tuned you should uh cody's in says the boys look great right before the playoffs and rusty the reckless optimist tonight is going to be a milestone night nuge at 100 mcdavid at 150 we're going to get a giant seven 7-2-2. W. We will talk about that in a bit. But first, the focus is on the Oilers beating the LA Kings last night. Um, I actually think this is a little off because the shots on goal are all flipped around in this you one. You would know that because you bet on the shots. I would know that because I bet on the shots. Correct. Uh, but I actually thought the Oilers played a pretty decent hockey game last night. And you know what else I kind of like? They're a little weird in the first, but after that, yeah. they just Both sides down. were like feeling each other yeah. out in the first. And then things really got going. And if there is a playoff matchup between these two teams in round one, the fact that they played each other twice in the final couple weeks of the regular season—that is just fuel to the fire. Yeah, it's the spice level is getting hotter by the game. But you know, for me, it's just reassuring because we, you know, ten days ago we're like, oh man, we don't have to play the Kings in the first round. Like they're averaging so many goals against. But like, it is. So reassuring and positive to see that we can play that like low scoring defensive, like smothering each other, give no room, finish every check game and still have our skill persevere through that and, you know, and pot three and win a three, one game or a two, nothing game. Like I've seen what I've seen need to see to be really excited. Okay, Liam, before excited. I get your thoughts on that, Jay kind of took point one of three big things that I want to touch on. So let's get into that brought to you by our well, friends at Betway19+. There's plus. a format Please to the show we are
3: really moving along. Well, there's so, well much. there's
0: so much to talk about. I thought I'd just yeah. skip right to the end. You want to know my bets? <laughs> there's Wrapping only up one thing to bet on tonight, <laughs> folks. And I'll tell you later. Okay, so... My number one big thing, uh, you just totally threw me off there. I just <laughs> lost my train of thought. That log. is the whole totally. reason why I'm here. Um, number one on my three big things for our friends at Betway is that was a very tight checking hockey game. The Oilers have played the Kings twice here in the last week or so. The score has been five to one. Low scoring, largely low event hockey. There are two ways you can kind of look at this. It's glass half full, glass half empty, Liam. It is the, oh, o- the Oilers are learning how to play low event hockey and grind out games against the LA Kings. Or the other side of this the scoring's is... They're scoring straight up. Can't score anymore. No, the other side of this is the Oilers are playing the LA Kings style of hockey, not their own brand of hockey. And mm. that might be a little concerning. Like, why can't the Oilers get their offense to really break through against the oh, Kings the way it does against other teams, Because right? no just other team defends like the Kings. The Kings just smother you. They have two Selkie-caliber centers. Liam, your thoughts? Uh,
3: I actually brought this up on After Dark yesterday. It's like quite interesting because when they play Vegas, for example, it's very run and gun and there's just tons of goals almost every time they play. But yeah, when they play the Kings, it's low scoring hockey for the most part and very tight checking, all that kind of stuff. But I don't think it's like a bad thing for the Oilers that it's that way. I think the Oilers are just able to adapt to the scenarios that they're in. And you're not going to be able to take over 82 games. And if the Oilers are playing the LA Kings way right now, well... They're out dueling them. They beat them Mm -hmm. back to back games of doing that. So I actually think it's a positive thing being like, yeah, try and beat us however you want. You won't.
0: We're playing our version of the Kings. Like they don't have our offensive skill. Like we're able to go out and still create, even though they're trying to slow us down, but they do slow us down. They suppress what we do, but we can also do the same thing in kind, which is important when you get into that run and gun game, which we can play very well. And you open up the ice then you can cheat. And, you know, when you play against the Kings, you cannot um, because you can't, you can't, uh, they'll capitalize on mistakes and we have to make sure that if they cheat, we capitalize on Mm -hmm. those mistakes. But when you get into those track meets, yeah, sure. Like the skill will just take our skill. Well, you can't outskill us. And if we cheat and, and chase those plays and go against poor goaltending, like we will expose that. But to me, it's just reassuring that we can play that level of defensive game. And still, like, we still skilled it up. We still created a lot. Mm -hmm. Connor was buzzing last night. He was. It just, you know, easily could have been 5-1 that game, Mm -hmm. given even how LA played.
3: It did feel like when LA scored their first goal, it felt like it was going to take some, like, magic from McDavid to kind of get it over the line, and Drysaddle was the one who just did it on the power play. And,
0: And for what it's worth, I agree with you guys on this. I think it is really encouraging. I was like, hey, tight checking, low scoring. The Oilers can play well, and I actually thought... They were the better team for the bulk of that hockey game. Even in the first period when the Oilers weren't their best, they didn't give the Kings a ton there. There's a couple yeah. times where Kempe broke loose and it was like, okay, got to save. Yeah. And, but you got to save and gotta that's hundred percent it. Um, and the chat is kind of agreeing with us as well. Twisted 89. Who cares what brand we play if we win? Right. I think that's bang on W's baby. Um, Mark M, no other team interferes as much as the Kings do. We'll talk about that in a second. Rusty says, why is it concerning a W is a W? For me, it's more encouraging. We can win these ones. Steve says, the Oilers are adaptable. I love it. Um, And Christopher says, the Oilers can play any style that is good. And I agree, 100% it is. Um, I think in a best of seven, there will be games when the Oilers can dictate the pace a little bit, and it does get a little bit more run and gunny, and that will serve them well. But in a best of seven, the fact that it's like, hey, LA, we'll play your style. We'll beat you at your style. And then there'll be games where we play our style and we completely roll over you. And actually, when you look back at that series last year, that's almost the way it went, right? The Oilers had a couple of tight checking, low scoring Mm -hmm. wins and a couple of ones like the time we were in L.A. where they just beat the wheels off them and their offense was way too much. If you're sleepy, you're in trouble. Yeah. Uh, My number two on the list of big things, Stuart Skinner is Mr. Consistent. Uh, He was solid again, a 952 last night against the LA Kings. That glove save he made in the second period was unbelievable. He made highlight reel stops. He made the saves he was supposed to. Nothing even like. There was one play where they shot and it kind of dribbled past him, but went wide of the net. Yeah, yeah. But, but, was, he, but he, he was there. Like if it was got out of hand and, and became yep. a short scoring chance, he was there to bail himself out. Yeah, there was uh, really just no doubt in Stuart Skinner last night, and the Oilers shutout streak hit over eight periods in that hockey game, which you is know pretty what? remarkable. I, I think it's fair to say, and I know you know the stats world will never allow it, but like it's safe to say that sh- that that Skinner essentially had a shutout last night. Mm-hmm. Like that goal was so full. Like, did you see like how like there was traffic and then all of a sudden a puck appeared and like yeah. went right yeah. through perfectly. Like, no, like that is just like pure luck, uh, perfect storm type stuff. You like Skinner just has to like happen chance be in the way to stop that one. Cause he wasn't getting, he wasn't, there was no way he could react in time. Mm-hmm. So like, I'd still give him like a, an asterisk shutout, you know, a, like, a, like a positive uh, vibe. Should we shout talk out. about moral victories? That was a moral shutout. That was a moral yeah. shout out, Yes. There you go. Uh, and there's a look at the goal. You're right. And I think it kind of rattled Skinner a little bit because when one goes in from the blue line on any goalie, I think yeah, you're obviously yes. you're a little pissed off. But yeah, it's like just, that's what needed to happen for LA to score. Yep. And that's a good point. Like he was playing that well. Like you just literally could not have to see the puck mm-hmm. for it to go in. And that's what happened. So he's playing good. Oh, man. It is crazy that the Oilers did not get a shot at even strength in that first period. Oh, against that the LA was a games. weird first. That was a weird, weird first. Easily could have fallen asleep, but I did not. Good. Good on you. Uh, the Oilers end up my part. Sho- end up out shooting the Kings 25-17 at 5-on-5, five five, and they walk away with a big victory. Um, that was number two on my three big things for the game against the LA Kings last night. And number three is going to be the physical play for the Oilers. Um, I don't. I'm not a guy who sits there and looks at the hit stat and goes, oh, that's impressive. Like that gets me going. I I just don't really read into it all too much. But the Oilers were, unless you bet on it, unless I bet on it. Um, But the Oilers were determined last night to make an impact on that hockey game. Physically, there was a play in, it would have been the second period, drew Doughty standing at the goal line. And I remember it like clear as day, drew Doughty standing at the goal line and he goes and makes a pass. And Dreisaitl was coming in hard. And I was like, mm-hmm. he's going to finish this check. Yep. And then you just got that feeling throughout the game. If the Oilers had a chance, whether it was McDavid, Dreisaitl, Kane, or anyone lower in the lineup like a Clem Costin, if they got a chance to get a clean shot at a Kings defenseman, they took it. Every single time there were no flybys. There were no passengers in the physical game. I think that speaks to one, the rivalry that's forming here. These mm-hmm. two sides legitimately do not like each other. As you see here with Matt Roy, just being oh, a little whatever. We had spicy nugs last night. We did. Spicy nugs. Also spicy boosh. Oh yeah. Yeah. Spicy boosh. like I think deep down he like wants to like someone, get into a fight. Like, someone dropped the line: Evan Bouchard figured out last night that he's six foot three. Like he, <laughs> yeah, just he does learned have that size, and he probably has strength, uh, which is funny. But you know, it goes back to like Woodcroft's comment, and I think like that is like a wall-worthy comment. Like put it on the wall: every hit is an investment, and they're making an investment for the playoff round that likely they're going to face against LA. Like they're doing their work now. Mm-hmm. And all that stuff takes a toll toll. They're playing the long game. And I absolutely loved it. If we would have won that game one, nothing the way with the way we played it, I would have loved it. Yeah. It, it was a, like still a pretty, again, it was entertaining, low, low event, but high entertainment, high entertainment like because good scoring chat, like yeah. big saves on our big saves on both ends. Uh, a lot of creation. Yeah. Like, yeah. And spiciness. Like I want this. Pull as this well. one up.
3: Um, the biggest fake rat in the entire league. I, Alex, I follow.
0: Oh, yeah. Falls. God, I hate that guy. Like, I mean, Bukes, I give like, him a little shove. Oh, but. yeah. Like, you got to react like that. Like, again, it wasn't like, yeah, like Bukes, I didn't do anything cheap. And I follow in the boards hard. Like, I'd be pissed, too. And but, so he decides to do something about it. And Bukes, stacks stood up for himself. That penalty, though, that they called on Clean Coston to oh. start the second period.
3: And this was a, a, uh, this was same. the next scrum. There was yeah, the next, next scrum.
0: And they don't take follow as the only guy. It was just like what the standard was. Oh yeah. yeah, That that, that clean one, (laughs) like clean barely like touched whoever it was. He knocked down Jersey or whatever it was. Like if you're going to give cost that penalty under the whatever, thinking of he extended the scrum, he was not quite an instigator, but he kept it going. I mean, I follow started that whole thing. It would have been just as easy to pick him out and go, you're sitting for two. Yeah. I just, it was a weird call on Clean Coston. And I i just think the standard was. So there's again, Vinny again, just it. being a mountain man holding <laughs> two people at once. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Those are our three big things from last night's win, uh, courtesy of our friends at Betway 19. plus. Please play responsibly. We'll have a little bit more on them coming up in just a bit. The out of town scoreboard didn't quite break the Oilers' way because, again, Vegas drug a game. God into damn overtime. it, Nashley it's had annoying. one job. We were up 2 0. Wow. And the night before, Tyson Berry, 35 seconds to go. Oh. And Vegas comes back there. Like Vegas has somehow milked three points in the last two nights. I am, I'm and coming at peace with us not winning the Pacific. And That's okay. But but okay. Vegas, L.A. tomorrow. Edmonton, Anaheim possible. tonight. Uh, it still is possible. still very possible. 100%. And the other thing that will always work in the Oilers' favor is they own the tiebreakers over all these teams. And that they're also the Edmonton Oilers. And they're the Edmonton Oilers. Since Jay Woodcroft took over last season, The Edmonton Oilers have the third best points percentage in the NHL. So that's like over a full calendar year now. Um, It's nice that we're clicking. Like we're just, (laughs) we're we're, the team that we thought we were, we made some additions in areas that we needed Mm -hmm. help. But like, you know, going back in December when we were not clicking like we are now, like Mm -hmm. it's just, the timing of everything is just wonderful. It's a very exciting, spring is in the air. It's a very exciting time of year. Sherwood Ford Giant Game Day. We're going to talk about the game tonight against the Ducks. We're going to get some questions in the chat, all that stuff. But it is a Wednesday, which means our pal Frank Cervalli is here for our friends at Star Mechanical, the number one plumbing and heating company in Edmonton. You can give them a ring 780-481-8873 or or find them online at starmechanical.ca on the Internet, on the Internet, the World Wide Web. Star Mechanicals. there. They are on it. They are in the 21st century. Uh, let's get let's bring in Frank Cervalli. uh to chat a little bit yeah let's start with that game uh last night frank oilers kings that was a uh, spicy one but did the oilers maybe uh i don't want to say establish themselves as a legit contender but you heard us talking about how they they they're winning low event low scoring hockey games or they're grinding it out against the la kings the oilers are showing us something they haven't shown us all year
2: and i think it's incredibly important when you consider that that's the team they're likely to face i checked this morning I thought it'd be higher than this, but it's 72% shot that the Oilers face the Kings in the first round. And when you demonstrate an ability to pick through the Kings, the way the Oilers did last night, the way they did uh, recently as well, you have to win to win in the playoffs. You have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And I think that's really what we saw from the Oilers. On Tuesday night, like however the Kings wanna play. You want to play run and gun, the Oilers have the best two players in the league and potentially a third hundred-point score in Ryan Nugent Hopkins. They're they're fine playing that way. But if you want to try and grind it out, and if you want to throw some Selkie candidates in Philip Deneau and and Anjay Kopitar at you, well, that's okay too. And so that's, I think, a big mental hurdle that the Oilers needed to get over. And I, Tyler, you, you were standing right next to me when Connor McDavid said it at the All-Star Weekend in Florida. I, like This team's turning point this season was a game against the Kings. He said there was something about it that clicked that allowed this team to be better at even strength, and they figured something out in that game. I, I'd love to know the exact details of what that was, But if you were to go and pull their record from then until now, I believe they're the best team in the league in that stretch.
0: Yeah, they would be right up there. It's basically them and the Boston Bruins since the calendar flipped to 2023. And again, that's a slump built in there, which ended with that loss to the LA Kings. So yeah, they would be right up there. You mentioned Ryan Newton Hopkins. He's one away from 100 points. Stuart Skinner as a rookie goalie has been absolutely exceptional this season. Leon Draisaitl, second in scoring. You can go down the list of positive after positive and things that are breaking the Oilers way. The other day I used the term team of destiny and they're, they're a, a month ago I would have sat here and outlined like three or four flaws with this team and been like, there are some, still some problems here. Right now they're showing no flaws at all, Frank. If you had to pick apart this Oilers team and try to like give the reason they might get bounced in the playoffs, what would that reason be? What part of their game isn't at a high level?
2: Well, I think it's some of the things that have been talked about for not just this season, but maybe the last few. One of them is goaltending. Stuart Skinner has been excellent, and he is your game one starter. However, his numbers, as good as he's played and as much as he's helped this Oilers team be a playoff team, and I talked about this on Daily Faceoff Live earlier today, if I was voting today, which ballots come out on Monday, I'd have Skinner in the number one spot for the Calder, ahead of Matty Beneers. And that's not a spicy take because I, like I said, the Oilers, I don't think make the playoffs without Skinner and the year that he's had, but his numbers are still, they're just a little bit above average. Like he's not a series stealer. He's probably not a game stealer. I don't think he's just, he's been exactly what the Oilers needed and nothing more. So goaltending would be one. And then I think the other thing is depth scoring and that's, You know, sort of been an issue for the Oilers in the past. It hasn't so much of late. But if you have, for whatever reason, and God forbid, if you're an Oiler fan, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl slowed down. If you have a power play that is not clicking on all cylinders in the playoffs, and that's a big reason why teams end up getting bounced, what can you rely on from your bottom six in order to get you over the hump in a game or two? That's a question that the Oilers still haven't answered, in my opinion. And so that's really where it leaves them at the moment.
0: Yeah, that's uh, I think that's a pretty good answer. You had uh, Leon Dreisaitl scored again on the power play last night. Big goal puts the team back in front in that hockey game. Uh, You have a neat story up or, or you've been following on Daily Faceoff about some connections between Dreisaitl, that power play goal record in the NHL and Tim Kerr, who has it?
2: Yeah, I appreciate you giving that a shout out because it's actually one of the favorite stories that I've written all year. Um, Tim Kerr has kind of become this ghost, uh, someone that's not really connected to the game of hockey anymore. He lives in my neck of the woods here in the Philly area. He's down at the Jersey Shore where I go in the summer. He's a really successful real estate agent. I tried to contact him multiple times to talk about the record, and he never responded to a text or a call or an email. And that's not really a shock to the teammates that have played with him because he's sort of been off the radar, hasn't been active in alumni events or things like that for the Flyers. And his record is one that I thought would never even be challenged. You know, you think of where NHL scoring has gone to in uh, goals per game, uh, you know, relative basis, um, it's getting closer to the level of the 80s. And that's when this record was set in 1986. 34 power play goals in one year. Like a couple years ago, 34 goals of any kind in one year was an incredible accomplishment. Leon Draisaitl is is right there at 31 now, 3 away from tying, uh 4 away from breaking the record. It feels like there's been a little bit more of an emphasis, like his teammates know that that's, you know, in play and there's a neat little tie that exists between This record and the ones that Dreisaitl is chasing in that the guy that assisted on more than half of those goals that were the record setter, Peli Eklund, was an Oilers scout for 10 years that actually helped draft Dreisaitl, a European-based amateur scout that went to go watch Dreisaitl play games in Germany, went to go watch him in world tournaments. And certainly helped put him on the radar. You wouldn't take credit for it, but Peli Eklund, a big part of Leon Dreislet ending up in Edmonton, he assisted on half the goals and then obviously now assisted the Oilers in the chase of that record.
0: The most important assist of his life, in my opinion. <laughs> in your opinion, yes. Uh, you mentioned like the 35-goal-ish mark there, right? Nine years ago, 2013-14, There were eight players who hit the 35-goal mark in the NHL. This year, we are already at 31. Is this a blip, Frank, or is this really the way the sport's going, this trend towards high-end, high-octane offensive play?
2: Well, it seems like it's continuing to trend up. My guess is that we actually talked about this on the DFO Rundown with Jason Greger on Monday. My guess is that it remains relatively flat. And the reason I say that is... I don't foresee it going in the other direction anytime soon, but coaches are going to coach defense better and how to defend better. And two, there's a significant advantage between shooters and goaltenders right now that shooters have the clear edge for the longest time goalies with their equipment, the size they took up in the net was a huge advantage and, and players and teams through analytics have figured out that the best way to score is to get goalies moving laterally. So The number of goals that you're seeing go in bang bang cross ice plays east to west has really changed in a drastic way and so until there's some sort of you know revert back to uh, or swing backward toward goaltenders um which you know whoever comes up with that is going to be a pretty wealthy person um to really change the the paradigm that exists right now but Eventually, we'll see a shift because everything is sort of cyclical. You'll see, you know, look at it on a, on a chart or graph. You'll see the, the roller coaster that takes place. And so, but for right now, I think everyone's enjoying it. I mean, look at this, almost yeah. 3.2 goals per game per team. So 6.4 per game. You mentioned the 35, I think you said, goal te- uh, players right now that have yeah. scored 30 or more. Like, 31, 31, how- 35 goal scores already. It's crazy. That's a crazy, crazy number from where we were at 10 years ago when Jamie Ben, less than 10 years ago, was leading the league with 87 points in a season. I wasn't sure that we'd ever (laughs) see 100-point scorers again, and now here we are, Connor McDavid chasing down 150, Dreisaitl 50-plus, 70-plus. He's on track north of 125. It's still that one singular part of Dreisaitl's year, the power play goals... I'm laughing at all the clowns on social media that continue to say, oh, it's on the power play. It doesn't matter. First off, there's a direct correlation between Stanley Cups and power play success in the playoffs. And two, all of the goals count the same, whether it's power play, empty net, shorthanded, however you score it, you still need it. And I don't know why that's become sort of this knock against the Oilers that because they score a lot on the power play, that suddenly they're less than anything else.
0: I always got to chuckle, and I made this point, I think almost a month ago now, but like Leon Dreisettle has his spot, right? He's down there by the goal line. Sometimes he creeps closer. Sometimes it's the one-timer from a little further away. And no one talks about that spot being his that much. And people I'd be like, oh, power play merchant, like can not score five on five. Yet they idolize Ovi for doing the same thing on the other side of the ice, for having a spot and firing pucks from there. And it's just kind of funny how for Ovi, it was like best in the game at it, best goal score, all this. No one scored more than Leon Dreisaitl in the NHL over the past three seasons. That's a fact. He does it all, or he does a chunk of it on the power play. Who cares? If it was that easy, every superstar would score a lot of goals on the power play.
2: You know? Yeah, and I, I would say, too, one of the things that makes this... Yeah. Thanks, Liam. Uh, one of the things that think-
1: Tyler
3: looked at me when he asked the question and said, you know? So I figured I had to answer. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, always appreciate your contribution. And you know what? Um, what did Alex, I followed do followed to you, by the way.
3: Oh, he just drives me nuts. Like this guy runs around poking goalies, all this stuff. And then he has 20 penalty minutes all season. Like, does he just do this against the Oilers? It just just irritates me the
0: chat called him a follow yeah
2: I don't know he huh. just
3: feels so irrelevant but he just solid lives in the head <laughs> it is
2: so Jay, just anything? to put a oh, bow ahead, on, the, on the power play conversation um one of the things really taking a look at the Oilers power play as I wrote uh the story about Tim Kerr last week and dry was what part of what makes and and Jason Gregor actually had a great story about this with some detail as well on on Um, about part of what makes the Oilers' power play so successful and so difficult to defend against is they're in a spot where there's constant motion. Like, yeah, everyone has their sort of favored uh, location and Dreisaitl has his and McDavid has his and et cetera, et cetera. But there's this sort of tornado of activity that exists around the play where – it makes it so hard to defend because they're not stationary. They're not static. They're not in one spot. And they eventually get there, but defending it until they get there is what makes it so hard and the confusion that exists. And that's part of what makes, I- I'd say, almost impossible to defend against. And to, to put a further exclamation point on it, this is the best power play in NHL history, bar none. And what drysettle has done already is more significant than what Tim Kerr accomplished with the Flyers in 85-86 when he set the record because the Oilers will end up with about 80 fewer power play opportunities over the course of the season than the year that the Flyers, uh, Tim Kerr, set that record in 86. So uh, just something to keep an eye on. like What we're witnessing right now, it's not just greatness with McDavid and Dreisaitl, but also with the the – Influx of, of talent on that power play and what Ryan Nugent Hopkins does in that power play. It's a really, really special unit. So cherish it.
0: Yeah, I'm just going back through. Uh, I went all the way back to 1970. The Oilers at 32.7% this year is 0.8% above the 77, 78 Canadians for best single season power play percentage.
2: It's crazy. And that Canadians team is, I think, one of the best teams of all time. Didn't they have 10 losses the entire season? Am I thinking of the right year? Yep.
0: Yeah, they went fifty nine, ten, and eleven with eleven ties. Pretty, so 11 pretty ties. Good. legit ties. Yeah, straight up ties. Not OT losses. <laughs> yeah uh it's it's crazy like i almost feel like we as a fan base haven't talked about the fact that their power play percentage is one of the best or is like the best in the last 50 some years half a century no power play has been this efficient that's insane and it's yeah
2: not just the efficiency it's also the relative lack of chances compared to those teams um Mm -hmm. they when they get the opportunity they're hammering it yeah and it's Jay, been better since Bouchard has been on that power play, which um, let me, here's my um, fresh plate of crow to eat. Um, it's gotten better without Tyson Berry.
0: At least you didn't wow. say fresh plate of cat food. Well,
2: well, Frank is smarter than too. that.
0: <laughs> yeah, Frank is smarter than to not wager cat food. Tyler's trying to like nag on just saying he has to have a bite of cat food.
2: No, I that think you said right you team. will eat a tin of cat food. As I no, remember. I didn't.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it needs to be a portion of cat food. You guys are hopping in on this, bandwagoning it at the end, and then like making up your own rules. Bandwagoning. Frank has been on this like the second he heard about it in October.
2: Because no one pressured you to do this, and you literally stepped out onto a ledge by yourself volunteered yourself. (laughs) Now you will pay the price for that.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Frank. So it's not just me. Well, you're spearheading it. Did I, I just, I just asked the question. We'll see. Frank, Frank, Frank is one to assemble facts. He is a journalist. (laughs) So the fact that he said that just really corroborates my, my statement, my angle here.
2: So since it feels like the first round is opening in L.A. against the Kings, can we all like convene uh, at L.A. live and have Tyler eat cat food on Twitter? Um, yeah, we, like live?
0: Well, <laughs> Fr- Frank, we learned the hard way that they won't let us film at L.A. live. So just <laughs> off where that one inch is in the corner, yeah. we will do it there. <laughs> yes. I'll, oh, sorry, I'll it, bring a, like
2: I'll bring one of those airplane vomit bags for you, Tyler, and we'll we'll do it. <laughs>
0: I'll bring some it. hot sauce or whatever whatever condiment of your choice. We'll season it up.
2: You know, bagot, it's funny you bagot, said bagot bagot that. Wants
0: to make like canapés and put it on like crackers. Yeah, he wants to do soap. a flight.
2: <laughs> That's that is foul like on buddy. so many levels. But here's the thing: so you'll laugh as I've, uh, I've as I've been detailing on the rundown. I'm on the quest to 200 pounds and i'm I'm dieting properly every day for lunch i eat ground turkey with some carrots and as i used to do this darren dreger he would call this my cat food because the ground turkey actually looks like cat food and i I, jay i literally cover it with like a pound of hot sauce because that's the only way to eat it
0: great masking agent yeah, that's fair. Now, Frank, are you a Frank's Red Hot Sauce guy? I, I know it'd that's, be your brand too. but
2: that's what, I, that's what I cover it in, Frank's Red Hot Sauce. It's, it's very, it's like we're talking like a couple calories. And uh, yeah, a little salt, a little pepper. But other than that, I was making it the other day. Megan was like, why are you not using like olive oil or something else to cook this in? I'm like, no, no, you're defeating the purpose. It needs to be just yeah. straight up ground turkey.
0: That's fair. And actually Frank, just so you know, hot sauce speeds up the metabolism. So the processing of what you just ate gets processed a lot faster. So this is
2: my cue to leave, to actually, you know,
0: go get it. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: All right. Well then I guess we'll cut this conversation off. Frank, thanks for hopping into the
2: Tyler. I cannot like seriously. I'm looking forward to the chaos of the playoffs and you vomiting live.
0: Aaron, Aaron <laughs> you can pull them off now. You just <laughs> yank them right from the show. Thanks, Frank. Talk to you next week. <laughs> See you guys. There you go. Frank Saravalli, daily face-off insider. I wonder if Frank just calls it hot sauce. not Or, or red hot sauce. Frank, not Frank's red hot sauce? Yeah.
3: Hmm? What do you say? Where's Frank's Frank's red hot sauce?
0: Oh like yeah, yeah, like it's yeah. where it is where is Franks, Frank's yeah and that's, that's a lot of Franks yeah quite frankly it is can't tell and him. what if Frank uses Franks hot, red hot sauce on a frankfurter a frank Franks frank, using Frank's, 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 Franks on a frank there's got to be some a photo shop a lot of Frank to do wow. here right oh yeah spice oil. oil. someone oh, you got to get on this for us I can't tell. Oh, he is still lingering in the chat. I can never tell if we're just on the Frank pause screen or if he's listening into whatever no, we're talking man. about. But anyways, <laughs> uh, it's a Sherwood Ford giant game day edition of the show. Shout out Sherwood Ford and their 51 service bays. Those have the latest in Ford diagnostic shout tools. Shout out Frank for agreeing it should be a tin of cat food. He's gone now. He's oh, gone Shout now. him out. We can never be too sure. You can have some <laughs> of his red hot sauce. I'm not a big hot sauce guy, which is the least surprising thing I'm sure I've ever said. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, everyone saw that coming. What is you? I'm favorite? trying to think. Yeah, I'm trying to. Well, no, no, let's try to think of what Tyler's favorite condiment would be. I'm trying gotcha. to think. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Come on, come no. on, Liam. Let's think. What is the tap water of, <laughs> of condiments? Oh, um, uh, barbecue sauce. Yeah, like,
3: yeah.
0: No I was mayonnaise. I
3: didn't think kind of thinking mayonnaise. No, mayonnaise is elite. Mayonnaise is great. Exactly. Yeah. You would love
0: mayonnaise. He, People on that you is like, a lot of mayonnaise. Yeah.
3: I'm a big mayo
0: guy. Oh, mayo and fries? Mm. I put on my burgers sometimes too. Well, not to exclusively. Uh, um, mustard? No, but mustard's got punch. Yeah. Not a big mustard guy. I'm like, I'm trying to think of condiments. I'm like, what's flavor? like a, what's a flavorless paste you could dip something in? Butter? <laughs> butter is delicious. Yeah, and but, Irish butter. butter is even more delicious.
3: <laughs> Can you just tell us? I don't know what it would be. I'm a big barbecue sauce guy. That is fair. Oh, of that course, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Barbecue sauce is gross. Yeah, I don't like barbecue sauce. Really?
0: Either. Unless yeah. it's like tangy, like acidic. When when like, you're having, like it's got some tart acidity to it. Making like a sandwich with some leftover meat, got some leftover chicken, making a chicken sandwich. Throw so uh, some barbecue sauce in there. No, never. What do you mean no? That's like a totally nor, not even nor. That's like a good thing to do. That's like a. I'm just gonna make a sandwich and put barbecue sauce on it. Boy, why not butter? Just butter. butter is fine. Whatever. What about about some mayo and some mustard on a chicken sandwich? Twisted says Vegemite. (laughs) No, but have you tried Vegemite, though? It's very, like, salty and punchy. Like, I'm thinking, like, bland, like, pablum or something. But we keep rattling off, like, bland things, and you're like, oh, that's good. Oh, that's really good, too. Oh, no, no, that's good. Yeah, I like it because I like flavor. I do, too. No one ever said I didn't. You say you didn't. Vince says he's with me on barbecue sauce. There you go. Uh, Charlie, you're, you're lying. Dyson to- says ketchup on everything is the only way I am not a big ketchup on everything guy. Ketchup's good. My dad is a big ketchup on everything guy. Like I like there's people ketchup on a steak, no way. No, oh, you can't bruise no, a steak. And and I'm a big HP guy, but I will not put HP on a, st- a steak either. But steak is either good on its own, maybe a little bit of butter, or a very good sesame steak sauce. Or a nice barbecue sauce. Don't even fucking think about <laughs> bruising that steak with barbecue sauce. <sighs> Barbecuing chicken breast with barbecue sauce? Yes. Chris Butty with barbecue sauce? No. Why would you just have barbecue chips? Barbecue Butty? <laughs> BBQ sauce Butty? If you want, no limit. A sauce sandwich? <laughs> that's very Tyler. Actually, yes. No, that's gross.
1: A that sauce sounds sandwich? terrible.
0: Well, essentially, that's a peanut butter sandwich. Mm, that is good, actually. Yeah. So, like, you know what's great is melting peanut butter, infusing it with some sriracha, and then like dip, oh, you, dipping it as like a sauté sauce. No. Nope. Do you like sauté sauce? Yeah. I bet you ninety percent of the sauté sauce you have is melted peanut butter. That's a little tidbit of information for you. Yep. Yeah. Tyson says a good steak needs no condiment whatsoever. We all agree on that. Agreed. Yeah, salt, Salt pepper. pepper. Maybe throw a little uh, garlic powder on there. Just a hair. I will. I will support that. I will support that. I go
3: garlic butter if I'm going to put anything on a steak.
0: My uh, my local uh, meat shop. um, What do you call them? Butchers. Yeah, that's the name. Um, They got a great like they built their own proprietary, if you will, like steak spice. Ugh. Put on fries, but put on steaks, nice. A little bit. Twisted asks if I'm a plain wings guy. No. Yeah. What is your? He's wings actually a about? raw wings guy. <laughs> um, well, it depends on what the place is offering up. Uh, honey garlic's just an easy one. Sweet, yeah, good. Uh, but I give me like sticky fingers. Sweet chili, Thai chili, something in that range. That's very good. That's I my like hot sometimes as a but it, for me it's hot wings or salt and pepper wings dipped in hot sauce.
3: If I'm having salt and pepper wings, I'm rolling those things around in ranch before I put them in my mouth.
0: Well, every no, wing should be dipped in ranch. Yeah, that is fair. Well, maybe not. Do You dip mm. them in barbecue sauce? <laughs> well, no, because they're already covered in the sauce. But you, none of the wings you just said you ate are, at, are barbecue. Yeah, but they're saucy. Barbecue wings are good too, though. So you don't dip in ranch? I do. Uh, then that the, the, just what? Like, come on! I don't dude. know what you're coming at me. About you just now. said you will not dip the wings in sauce, and then I asked if you dip them ranch, which well, is yeah. a sauce. And and you said, I well, won't yeah, of dip them in barbecue sauce. If I'm having honey but, garlic wings, I'm not going to be like, "Oh, hey, side of barbecue sauce as well." That's insane. Uh, should we get into the hockey talk? Do we have anything left? The chat's buzzing. <laughs> Everyone's just talking about sauces now. Yeah, so. well, it's a saucy night because tonight it, Nuge gets hundred points. He is at 99 right now. And even though every time he speaks to the media, he goes, I'm not worried about that. I'm about well, of team course he doesn't, but ah. his teammates do, and deep down he does. Yeah, he deep down, Nude wants that 100 point. Does he get it on a goal or an assist, boys? You know what? I don't care. I thought he was going to get on the empty netter last night. And I was kind of like, mm. oh, man, that's kind of bittersweet. Uh, but I was still going to roll with it. Um, but goal or assist? You know, if if it could be on a on a on a I don't care what it is, but if it if it's off a Nuge low blocker goal, that would just be like yeah poetic. That would be something. Uh the Oilers take hat trick. How about for the uh 101 points tonight for Nuge? Be, be Actually, nice. he's gonna save a spiciness for the Kings. Oilers, Ducks tonight. The Ducks have lost eight consecutive hockey games. They're terrible. Yep. One and nine in their last 10 Oilers beat them six, nothing over the weekend. No reason to think the Oilers can't roll them again tonight. Zero, 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 zero reason to think that this will not be another solid Oilers victory. This Ducks team has mailed it in. They've yeah. let Dallas Akins coach this thing through, even though the team's floundering. They don't care. Yeah, they are no at Sharkies at Newport every night. For yeah. the last two weeks and for the next two weeks. Nikita Nestarenko was on that board there because he, he was tied for the team high with three shots on goal last game. Tyler Mulick likes to call him the EA Sports Generated player. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just a the name they came up with. Uh, we can go through the Ducks lineup here. It's, it's, again, we did this whole song and dance on Saturday. So people are probably just going to like roll their eyes, but like, this is not an NHL caliber They have gotten some bodies back. They got Zegris, Vitrano, and Strom on the top line. They may have oh. Troy Terry and Adam Henrique back. I wonder, Maybe I wonder if Atkhome's gonna do something to Zgris. Why? Well, there's, a little, Zgris... there's a little bad blood from last game.
3: Oh huh? yeah. What do you What do you think about that? Go I was just, like the fact that Zgris kind of went after him a little bit.
0: No, well, I, I, don't, him, I don't mind. I don't mind it, right? but I get I Just like it was so like out of the play that he did it. Yeah, I'm like, oh god, you're such a rat. So like, you know, if the Viking man chooses. To exact his revenge, mm-hmm. and I don't care if he does or does not, Ziegris will feel it.
3: I, uh, I got a feeling if Ziegris is coming down the board tonight, Ekholm isn't going to let off.
0: Oh, it's it's he's Cronwall. Gonna, yeah, he's going to Cronwall get into City. Him.
3: But I, I, I kind of like that Ziegris went and did something about it.
0: Yeah, I, I like yeah, but like it was a weird spot to do it. He's, <laughs> he's this like skilled guy who thinks he likes to act tough who's not tough yeah and like th- those players are annoying because it was all that stuff where, i respect uh, that he stood up for himself but like if it got real he is skating away there was a troy stetcher stuff
3: too earlier in the season when he was yelling at him and he was like three refs in the way of them
0: yeah oh yeah it's like oh that's who you are spot picker yeah totally Uh, The bottom six for the Ducks, Derek Grant with Jacob Silverberg, Jason Megna, Isaac Lundestrom with Brock McGinn and Max Jones. So they are getting a little bit healthier up front Uh, on the blue line. Cam Fowler with Scott Harrington, Simone Benoit with Kevin Shattenkirk, Nathan Beaulieu with Colton White. And between the pipes tonight for the Anaheim Ducks, uh, unconfirmed right now. Or Gibson, that guy's probably just having... When he got banged A real up. Real good time. He left that last game early between the Oilers and the Ducks after yeah. allowing five goals on yeah, 36 he shots. Hurt himself. He's just like, I'm out. He's like, fuck. I'm, I'm, honestly, I'm done. Honestly, knowing trade me. Knowing what we kind of know about John Gibson, it would not surprise me in the least if he was just like, fuck this. I'm done. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting. I'll go. Someone in the room. needs to save John Gibson and yeah. liberate him. Uh, Lucas Dostal, If he gets the start, he allowed one goal on nine shots and 13 minutes against the Oilers. His last start though, came against the flames three nights ago when he allowed five goals on 41 shots. This ducks team is just an absolute lock. It feels like to give up 40 plus shots in a given hockey game. Um, so maybe that's an interesting little tie in to our friends at Betway and our bets for this evening. Aaron Oilers win if you look at that schedule tonight is a green light that's nice the Anaheim Ducks have given up 41 shots 45 shots 39 44 and then 36 before that so 40 plus shots against in three of their last five I know Betway has the line set at 39.5 for the Oilers team shots paying about minus 105 I believe Uh, you'd have to double check that though Let's dig into things, though. Our game day big bets brought to you by Betway. We had Sean Bell's face on this graphic yesterday. Yeah, how was Bellsy? He was awesome. He was really good. Yeah. Oh, you you put a you what? I, I wasn't part of the Betway bets yesterday? No, you were. Uh. We just put Sean's face on the graphic. Oh, that's cool. He was good? He's yeah, he was great. He's a great guy. He says he sees you every Monday at Argyle. Uh, Fridays. Every Friday, sorry. Yeah, Friday morning, yeah. yeah. His, uh, um, he coaches an academy or something. So it's great. We made fun of you a bunch on the show. Perfect. And he gave us some great analysis <laughs> about like where the Oilers' four checkers should go and how that affects their defensive play. It was really, really insightful stuff. Uh, yesterday on our bet, did anyone get it right? I did. I should have known. Really? I should have picked the under. I was so close to going with the under, but I was like, no, I'll take uh, a couple shop shot props.
3: I had a dry saddle
0: goal. of boy. At plus 105. So you oh, give up nice. a big fist pump at the end. Yep. Um, I'm going with. Oilers money line over six and a half dry saddle two plus points. Jack Campbell coming off a shutout. So maybe I'm a little bit more nervous than I thought I'd be about the over yeah. under in this game. But I think the Oilers will pop home at least five. I think the Ducks are probably good for one or two as well with that forward group getting healthier. Dry settled grab two points feels like a lot. He has 16 assists in his last 10 games. Like, it's crazy. Seems good. Um, so, you know, to get this at plus 175 feels like a good spot. Jay, what do you like? Oh, it's not juicy. Well, it, I, I don't know why we're not all just focusing on the Nuge. It's all about the Nuge right now. Fair. That is all that matters. Nuge and Connor getting 150 points. Um, so, yeah, for me, I would, because obviously betting on one Nuge point is not juicy not, enough. He's a 100-point player. You don't get value for that. Well, exactly. And we're playing the duck. So, mm-hmm. I'm betting on Nuge to get two points to finish uh, tonight at 101 points. And it's uh, excited to see if there's a shirt that drops. I don't know. Yeah, maybe you never know. You never know what we could be cooking up over at Nation Gear. Uh, Liam, what do you like tonight?
3: Same as you, plus one seventy. Oilers win over dry two points. I did have dry two goals, which was plus five fifty,
0: mm-hmm. and I went a little conservative. On Betway, you can't even get Connor over three points tonight. Yeah, they've, they've just t- taken it down. So, like, we have to charge so low for this that it's not even worth anyone's time. I went to go look and yeah, there's no Connor McDavid up on Betway to go over two and a half points. It's absolutely crazy. You can get McDavid two plus assists at plus one Oh five, or you can get McDavid to score two or more goals at plus three fifty. I do kind of like him to find the back of the net goals in two of his last three, but didn't get one last night. Scored one against the ducks. I kind of like, he wants to to get 66. He kind of will think he wants to get that, right? Yeah, I could see it. I mean, four games to go, uh, kind of running out of time at What's sixty-two. 62? Right now. Well, I four see four games, them. four goals. You could have three tonight. I did. Like, want- tonight's a hat trick night. Like tonight could be the Kane hat trick night that we've been talking sure, about yeah. for eight games. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, yeah, yeah. That or against Seattle, mm. or San Jose. Actually, he hasn't had a proper revenge game. He hasn't been good against uh, San Jose yet. No, he hasn't. So that's maybe common. Maybe in San Jose, that's what wakes him up. So Evander Kane averages a hat trick roughly every eight and a half hockey games. Um when you look at his game logs as of late, it has now been one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight games since his last hat trick. Oh, so oh. Evander Kane may be due for a little hatty. It's just math, folks. It's just math. Kane to score a hat trick tonight, 28 to 1 on Betway. Ooh, like what's like like what's five yeah. bucks on that, you know? Yeah, what's what's five, five bucks? Come on. Uh, Alex says, show us the playoff hype video on the stream. I think before game one of the playoffs, we could probably uh, arrange that. Uh, Sergeant Battle just said, let's go. I like that as well. A lot of people saying join the Discord. Um, I'm not sure how to do that. I don't understand technology. So I'll pass on that. I'm sure it gets real interesting. in the Discord. I've heard it does get pretty interesting in the Discord. It's
3: very positive, positive. vibes in the Discord. We're loved in that. It's optimistic. And they're always in here. They have uh, notifications when the show goes live. How many people are in the Discord? I think it's about a hundred and something. Really? Yeah, there's a lot of people in what there. Discord
0: in there, but like, yeah, yeah. But it, <laughs> the conversations can be interesting.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's good. I think you go to QF Pro's Twitter to get the yeah. link.
0: Uh all right. Sherwood Ford Giant Keys to Victory. Shout out to our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant. Um, ah huh, man, I'm having a hard time coming up with a key to victory just because it's like, I don't know, just play well and you'll yeah, win. Just easily. like don't like just just don't suck even if you don't play your best, you're going to win by a lot of goals. Like just don't be bad and you're fine. Yeah. Just be good enough. Tonight. Yeah. Just be good enough. Get the, like, two points. I know they're probably, I'm sure last night was exhausting. Mm-hmm. Uh, So, you know, just not really any travel though. Right. You're still in bed. You're still getting a good sleep in. It's yeah. But still like, you, like that, that, playing that type of hockey is exhausting. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so, you know, they're going to be tired tonight. And so that's why I think like betting the over is probably a safe play. Cause we're probably going to have some gaps. We're yeah. probably going to ha- like be prepared. We might have four goals scored against us. Um, so get ready for a six, four game. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to actually sprinkle in the over eight and a half. Actually. Now that I talked this out. Last time the Oilers played back to backs, they beat Arizona, then beat Vegas the following night. They have actually been a you know decent back to back team so far this season as well. So um, yeah, back to backs don't really scare me that much. Liam, do you have a key to victory? Anything that pops into your mind? The only thing I would say is just
3: don't let the game kind of get close. I guess is a good way to do it. Like just don't waste your energy on this game. Like, you don't want to underestimate them, but just play the Edmonton Oilers way. You just took the LA Kings. In their own style, twice and beat mm-hmm. them. So just go out there and just be the Edmonton Oilers and beat the wheels off the Anaheim Ducks.
0: When the Anaheim Ducks trail after the first period, they are 4 31 and 3.
3: I, I have a stat. Sure. I was asked this the other day. So I went through and I counted. Um, when the Oilers outshoot their opponents in 2023, they have lost one game. I think the record is now 20-1 and after last night, and it was the Columbus Blue Jackets game was the only one they've lost when they've outshot their opponents.
0: That's really interesting, actually. There you go. I bet you a good bet tonight is Anaheim Ducks to score first. Didn't hit last time they played, though, because I thought about it. Um, I'm sorry. I mentioned the Ducks when they trail after the first. When the Oilers lead after the first, twenty four four and three. They mentioned
3: so, a stat yesterday too that when the Oilers lead after after two, I think they've lost once
0: this season. Once in regulation, they're thirty one one and five.
3: I wonder who the one was
0: against. Uh it was. I can't remember when the they just Kraken or the Canucks. They had those two games. That oh, they blew, it was the Canucks. It was the Canucks, yeah, and they it lost the- in reg.
3: And then the Kraken was. They lost after leading
0: after one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. right. it was also, I believe, a 2 nothing hockey game. Yeah. Uh, anyways, there you go. Big game, 8 o'clock, not 8.30 tonight. Uh, Connor Hallie and the boys will be live with Oilers Nation after dark immediately following tonight's hockey game as well. Uh, we are heading right down to the wire here in the regular season. If the Oilers win tonight, they will move within one point of the Vegas Golden Knights. It will be three clear of L.A. Ooh. with L.A. and Vegas going head to head tomorrow. So a win tonight goes a long way in securing home ice advantage for the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. And it also keeps that little window of grabbing the top spot in the division alive. So giddy up. It's a big one for the Oilers. Can't afford to take this Ducks team lightly because this is an important two points uh, elsewhere tonight. Calgary is in Winnipeg. Calgary is. Oh, great, Calgary. Right? They're dead, right? They're like, They're dead. You like, can't they lose to There's Chicago. a glimmer there, but like you, like you had to win that. Cause if you won that game, then you had a chance to jump or be tied with. If they would Winnipeg. have won last night, it would have been 89 points Winnipeg, 89 points Calgary with one game in hand for Winnipeg. Oh, God. How do you lose? How do you lose that game? Did you watch the end of it during the first intermission? I, I watched the end of the game. Yeah, the end of the Flames game. Was like right after the first period of the Oilers game. So I flipped over and like they were all over them too. They had so many looks. There was one play where like the puck just like lobbed over the goalie, but just went over the net. It was, it was, they they decided to turn it on the last two minutes. Like, so what do they got there?
3: 87 points. Winnipeg has 89.
0: Like, it's doable. Like, Winnipeg really needs to slide. (laughs) Like, Calgary can't lose a game now.
3: It's so interesting because that would have been five in a row if
0: Calgary had won. Yeah. So
3: you would think all the momentum was with them, and now it just seems completely dead. But tonight's everything. If they lose tonight, then they're done. Yeah, the, uh,
0: definitely final nail. But like, yeah, yeah. If they're four points back with four with only three games left, yeah, they'll be toast. Um. So there you go. Winnipeg also holds the tiebreaker as well. Yeah, they they have no like they can't they they don't have any tiebreakers over anyone. Good night of hockey tonight. Calgary, Winnipeg, 5.30. That rolls right into Edmonton, Anaheim at 8 o'clock. Oh, thank God. We'll be back tomorrow at noon Mountain Time to break everything down. Thanks for tuning in to another short for Giant Game Day edition of the show live from the Sports Closet Studio. We had Frank all of our friends at Star Mechanical. A breakdown for last night's game brought to you by Betway and a look at the out-of-town scoreboard for AMA Travel. We checked a lot of boxes on today's show. Almost won a full hour. Did oh, we? That, wow, that went by fast. Eh? I went really fast. All right. Thanks for commenting as well. Hit the like and subscribe button before you dip out. I'm going to have a barbecue sauce sandwich. Why not? Treat yourself tonight, everybody. We'll chat again tomorrow.